and welcome back to Pass the Salt. This is episode 54, and with me, not as always, but a guest, a surprise stand-in host for John. Take it away. Hello, my name's Owen Shannon. Uh, Some of you might remember me from, I believe, the first seven episodes on this podcast feed. Well, on this feed, yes, and also when they were on YouTube. Yeah, we go way back. I'm yeah. uh, one of the founders of Pass Assault here. One of the founding fathers of Community Fries, our technically but not really host brand. Yeah, uh, Community Fries, I, I like to think of that as like a sunset a stepping project. Stone. Well, the email's still active. It's connected. Is it really? I haven't checked yeah, that well, in a while. I, ha- I use it. But I, now I'm really happy to be on the show today, but I was under the impression I would be doing this with John. No, no. John is uh, John is taking a small sabbatical to North Carolina, and so I want to stay on track with episodes and try to push some content out. And uh, I I can't. I'm just gonna start doing this with different people. I think if John can't record, and he'll take advantage of this for sure. Um, well, I mean, he should be wary because there is like a whole other woman scenario going on, on here. Like when I started off as co-host of this podcast, all of a sudden John was brought on as a guest and then and then I was gone. He got a taste for it. No, there was no coup. You ha- you became majorly busy and you were focusing on your craft and on your degree. And there's no there's no beef about this. You oh, knew yeah, it was no, the move. No, I'm kidding. I'm just Josh I wanted now. you to introduce yourself as your new content guy. Okay, yeah, I I am this new content guy. I have been making YouTube videos to typically based around life and like video games and stuff. Um, like whatever topic suits your fancy. Yeah. Now I this is the perfect place to explain. As a young creator, uh, content guy, big yeah, content guy, big content guy. There is a natural uncertainty about where to go with things. So about a year ago, I made stuff on YouTube, and I was doing movie stuff. Then I kind of transitioned after like hiatus to doing more lifestyle-related stuff, but I didn't want to go full vlog. So then yeah. it was like, where is my opportunity here? I've followed video games my whole life. And it's pretty similar to the movie scene that I initially wanted to be a part of. And I think it's more accessible than that. So now I cover video game news, uh, kind of a kind of a blend between some scripted content, some just like discussion videos of yeah. news topics. But like I have interest in doing like video essays about gaming stuff and just go from there. See how it goes. Where can we, what's the page name? Uh, just Owen Shannon, just All right. my name, and then I I just started an Instagram today, actually, Ocean right. Media. Big uh, announcement. Yeah, that's mainly just a thing. I'm not fully comfortable with just like spamming like people I kind of knew in high school with this stuff. Uh, so I decided to break that off, just so people who are interested in it can go see it themselves. Yeah, I think that uh, it's a big step to make uh, separate content instagram or uh, account anywhere because you have to start from nothing which is always difficult like no followers yeah but like that's what i'm doing on youtube so yeah that's true that's true and i i'm trying to really embrace the fact of like 
well, I'm doing this stuff because I want to, not because of followers. So, Right. And that'll lead you in the direction. When something hits, you'll be like, more of this is what they want. I get that. I get it. Um, so we had uh, wanted to talk about movies. Yes. M- movies in general in the age of the vid, the COVID-19 virus. Yeah. Mainly, I was thinking all the Warner Brothers news that basically okay. has, has killed movie theaters, essentially. Okay. So... First of all, big move by them. For those who don't know, I don't know how because it was everywhere. Um, Warner Brothers decided they are going to release all of their movies uh, to streaming service, HBO Max, the same day that they are in theaters like available, which is unheard of. Um, I don't want any other big studios to follow suit, and I think they're going to. Now... What I actually want to happen is I want every studio to follow suit for 2021 only. Make this a one-year commitment, and I, I don't want any givesies backsies on this. Why, why the one year? Because we just lost a whole year of movies. I've seen six new movies this year, and yeah. I know there's more than that out there, but as for what I thought was worthwhile... Um, I've only seen six and typically I see around 20 to 30 new movies a year. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. So we're coming up on 2021. So between January and December, just release them all. Just up here you go. Like free with your subscription or pay for them. Like Disney plus does. I, I mean, obviously I'm going to advocate for free with your subscription cause I, subscribe to most of these things right um i wouldn't even necessarily blame them if they all just really committed to the video on demand aspect yeah but i've done a couple movies that way it's fine yeah i don't mind video on demand like voodoo is not a bad service I, i think overall but i don't know if i want the thing is is that this move will it's not boding well for like theater owners. Like they need to figure out a way to innovate like the movie theater experience to drive people through the doors because it, it hasn't innovated since like digital projectors. That's basically the only thing that's moving forward is like the quality. Now where we live, we don't have anything like, have you ever heard of the Alamo draft house? No. The Alamo draft house is basically like a combination restaurant and movie theater. Okay. Um, we have the AMC Market Arcade, though, which is new, and it's not really a restaurant, but it's a, I think they serve drinks there. I only went there years and years ago. This is like, I'm pretty sure you pretty much get your own little, like, room that oh. is within a bigger movie theater, and you get to just eat your dinner while being with your whole group and watch the movie that way, rather than, like, typical stadium seating. Interesting. Now, sorry to cut you off, but what I'm thinking is that this cannot be a post-2021 thing because I think the vast majority of people, once we get out of COVID shit here, are going to be like, what the fuck? I want to go out and do things. And the movie theater is one of those things you can go out and do. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I the problem is is who's going to survive until then? 
Regal and Cineplex are already down, and AMC is struggling. I don't know, but I can I can see the outrage now of like we finally got out of this, and you're telling me I can't go see a movie like I have to right. just watch it at home like I've been doing this entire time. So there's going to be a need for them, and also rich guys are just going to throw their money around. I I have faith that there's going to be one if not two big movie theater chains still around after yeah i don't think amc is gonna dissolve um i don't know it it's definitely gonna be like if they need to clip movie theaters it's probably gonna be in like smaller towns first you know things like that where they don't really get a lot of traffic yeah that's true larger cities i don't know though i don't know i really don't like like we said i don't like how if the directors, if the whole movie production crew knows that this movie could pro- is probably just going to go straight to people's streaming services, like I feel like that'll cause not malfeasance isn't the right word, but like a lack of I don't know, like having a theater release I think puts more pressure to make the product good. Where if you can put it on streaming, like I don't know, will that affect? Will there be an upwind kind of effect where the production crew is just like, well, it's just going to streaming. Well, there's there no big has, premiere. There has been an outrage amongst filmmakers, uh, seemingly led by Chris Nolan, who, yeah. I, honestly, I thought he was an asshole the way he handled Tenet during all of this. But in general, I understand the outrage because movie theaters allow for them to get a bigger cut. They don't have the chance of hitting that major home run on a streaming service. That's true. Um, but when it comes to whether it incentivizes like a project that cuts corners, I kind of think just good filmmakers will make good movies and bad ones will will make the bad Netflix rom-coms that they know. Yeah. Those are, are the streaming scenario of like they've made those in a way that they know people will just like put them on in the background and they're – kind of entertaining but also completely mindless what about making movie because think about a movie like dunkirk well that was clearly made for like theater viewing uh imax if you could do it you can't replicate imax in your living room yet and let's be honest like vast majority of people aren't going to have a home theater so will directors kind of have that in mind and and scale their movies down a little bit to save on money so they can, you know, not necessarily have these ginormous screen appeal um, shots. Who knows? I, you know, I don't know what you do with that. Here's what I think. The good that'll come out of COVID is that movies will probably have lower budgets for the first year or two of production. And I think lower budget movies, like putting directors in boxes like that will, uh, will be a good thing. I think limitations overall, when you're making any sort of project, you need limitations to like keep you focused and also make you more creative within boundaries. Yeah, or if that's the case, the bad thing is maybe the studios will only fund movies that they think are going to be like guaranteed hits, and that can be not good. Now, it's it's complicated. Like... Movies like Dunkirk. The last movie I actually saw in theaters, I went to 
it was one of the Regal RPX theaters, which is not quite an IMAX. Wait, but... is that in, uh, like, in our Galleria Mall? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. It was the only time I've ever gone to one of these theaters, and in, be- in between classes on a day, I saw 1917. Oh, okay. And it's one of the best theater experiences I've ever had. It was a movie completely crafted for that. It was like That's it was true. an amusement park ride. Like, I think that that movie is kind of complicated when you put it, like, it was a big discussion in Best Picture last year, whether it was deserving or not, and ultimately Parasite won. That was the right choice. But yeah. 1917, as far as a theater movie goes, it was incredible. And you can put the Marvel movies in there. You can put the new James Bond in there. All of these movies are really they're catering to the theater experience and I don't want to lose that for sure. I don't think you're alone. I don't I think you're right where people will want to go to the movie theater, but you know, it it if that ends up not mattering and then cuz ultimately the studio heads can just decide, yeah, no, you're not going to the theater anymore for our movies. Like they we don't have the ability. You know what I mean? They yeah. can just decide to push the streaming. But I hope that they hear what we're saying. I uh, I also saw 1917 in comparison, not in theaters though, in my home theater setup, which is just a large TV and two exterior speakers. But um, and I thought it was a good movie, but I wish I had seen it in theaters. That's what I walked away thinking, like, man, that would have been fantastic. Like all the like one shot takes that were uh, with, you know, there there's a scene there's a scene with a rat in that movie. And when I, I when I saw that in the theaters, I mean, I felt like I exploded. Um, but I don't know. I guess let, let's put a let's find the bright side here. Could the move to streaming bring back like the middle class movie? Because typically it's like we're either spending $150 million on this or we're spending five million dollars, and like the twenty-five to thirty million dollar like heist movie has kind of gone away. Do we think that could come back? With I streaming? think those will be on the streaming services because those I'm down will be for the that. budgeted. Those those that, those budgets those are like Netflix original, Prime original, Hulu original. That's what those kinds of budgets have become. And like think about. Uh, well, The Devil All the Time is not really a great example because that was star-studded, so they probably bankrolled that. But, like, a lot of Netflix movies, I feel like, that are higher tier, like, the quality's better. You can tell it's, like, a 25 or $30 or $30 million movie. Like, Triple Frontier. I, don't, that one I was, was thinking Triple Frontier as well. Well, it's, like, got, this. it's got kind of a good cast. Yeah, you pay for, like, pretty big names and... And you- location. And location, and, and that's like, pretty that's much an it. action movie. I've never actually seen Triple Frontier, but I, I just it was know okay. about it. <laughs> I mean, um, it's an action movie. Yeah, but it seems like I'm I'm a big advocate for the middle class of everything, and there's value to a seven out of ten. There's oh for sure a seven out of ten would be a good middle class movie for sure. Um, I think there's value there. I mean, you want to get people through the door. But I think that they can make hits without being $150 million, you know, upfront hits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think they're going to have to start thinking that small. Here's my question. Are studios like A, uh, A7 or what is it? 
A24, um, I mean. A24. Jesus. A24, A7. A7. Where did that come from? A24. Um, they're like usually, you know, breaking even every year. So what's going to happen to that studio or studio similar? Like, are they going to have to merge? I you, could actually, you can't have those go away. I could see them being a little better off based on a bidding war with the different services because these services also care about winning awards. Um, yeah. That's why we do. see like two to four like kind of critical darling films out of Netflix every year. Um, Hulu. They have the Neon movies. Neon is the the house responsible for Parasite and Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which are two foreign movies that are awesome. Yeah. And I, I could see these services really paying a premium to get that, like, I don't know, do you want to call it high art movies? Yeah, like auteur, auteur cinema. Yeah, high art. Um yeah, those need to definitely be mixed in there. Um, will the streaming services have a bidding war over them? Probably. I can't imagine. I don't know. I don't know. It's so specific. I mean, it could be a contract with a director. Or it could be a contract with the whole label. Like, you never know. But do you think – I don't know. You sh- I thought A24 was going to have, like, release a bunch of stuff on streaming services this year because they probably would have figured it wouldn't have mattered to be in theaters. But maybe with their success in the years leading up to COVID, they were planning on having like a pretty good theater-made, tailored movie. Um, Maybe. They did that. Uh, There's a horror movie like St. Maud or something that was supposed to come out from them. I don't Saint know if it ever Maud. did. St. Maud. Let me, let me see if it's uh, what I was thinking of. I, I'm looking up different A24 budgets now. Like, well, I don't know. Part- they had to get bailed out by, uh, who was it? They got bailed out recently within the last couple of years by somebody, the father of the girl who runs it. I don't remember hearing that, but part of me thinks they have to be hurt by lack of theaters, lack of box office, because the, the first movie that came to mind for me was Lady Bird. $10 million oh. budget, $79 million box office so like an eight times return i'm not sure if they're getting that from a stream and that's a 10 million dollar budget we were talking 25 30 yeah um so if a24 decides we're gonna spend 25 30 on something like let's see what uh midsummer costs (laughs) how do you say it like that i think that's how it's pronounced yeah all right wow midsummer was nine million dollars the budget? Yeah. I mean, they just filmed in a field, for Christ's sake. Like, it was just a, they a grass field. They built a field. town for that movie. Yeah, but come on. I mean, that's a big deal, dude. I don't know. I I think this is a problem uh, in a lot of entertainment media where we're, we're kind of trying to put on our business hats here, and it's like, how, how do we make money? Remember how I told you that I cover games now, correct? Yeah. Well, Microsoft. Microsoft is is a company that knows how to make money. And they just had like a huge acquisition of a ton of studios and it was like $7 billion. And now every like games media member is putting on their business hat and it's like, 
well, how are they going to make back $7 billion? It's like, I don't know. Microsoft will probably figure it out. I'm not going to figure it out. Yeah, that's true. And uh, all we need to worry about is is crossing our fingers that good good content comes our way. Whatever we define as good. We shouldn't worry about, you know, anything else. Like the fans should be pushing for good content to come out. This is why I think the Spider-Verse movies coming out and every few days you'll see, "Oh, so and so is rejoining the cast of Spider-Man 3." Oh, so and so Emma Stone is coming back, you know, blah blah blah. Like, wow, they're really uh doing fan service with this movie yeah what what do you think of that what do you think of the spider-man 3 news i don't know i don't i don't know because we they had into the spider-verse and it was a really good movie like in every aspect a very good movie and now they're gonna make a live action version and i don't know people just naturally draw those comparisons so why even fight that battle they could have done a different story but I like the idea that I'll see Tobey Maguire in a Spider-Man role again and Andrew Garfield, I guess. And I like the Doc Ock actor coming back. Like, I like how they're trying to get the old actors back. And I like how there's a rumor that Daredevil's going to be in it. Um, because I would, cause Charlie Cox's contract with Hulu or whoever had it or Netflix is done. So he got the rumor is that he's going to be in Spider-Man 3 as well. I like that. I like that. But also... I don't know. They could have done it without trying to be the same movie. Like, well, it's not going to be. I know that, but still, it's going to be the live action version. I can't picture how they're going to do it. I'm pretty excited to see, especially Tobey Maguire. Do you think they're going to put a cast of Miles Morales character in this movie? I kind of think it would be a bad look if they didn't. Um, I feel like he'll either be the surprise character or like the the one that it's centered around. Maybe who knows? No, because that would be too it, similar to the yeah, other if, movie. If they centered it around him, it would be too much Spider Verse. Yeah. And I think uh, Spider Man is in a difficult spot right now. It's technically a good problem to have because we had like bad Spider Man for a while there. I think Amazing Spider Man one okay movie, two horrible. Two is just that was movie. two the one with the shocker with yeah. Electro. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now we have an embarrassment of riches where the Marvel movies pretty good into the spider verse, I think is phenomenal. I think it was the best movie I saw the year it came out. I think okay. 2019. I know you disagree with me on that, but I, but love that's that okay. Movie. We can disagree. It's fine. Um, 2019 was just a strong year. So yeah. And then there's also the PlayStation games coming out, which are pretty oh, good. Oh yeah. As those well. are super popular. It's the, true. The problem with those I haven't played the newest one, Miles Morales. Um, talking to a friend that has played it, he he thinks that those really pale in comparison to Spider-Verse because they try and do too many of the same things. Spider-Verse had a real like swagger about it, and everything is trying to try and reignite that same swagger. And I kind of think if you're going to do these stories, you got to do them all differently so that you're not getting too many comparisons interesting so is it aspects of the game's story that are similar or just what do you mean you're like they're trying more, the tonality i think it was more how they handled the miles morales character in gotcha. his own game here because in in the first playstation game for them uh miles was not spider-man 
he was a side character though and you got to know a little bit of his family background and stuff but now they did like kind of the same thing where everything you do has hip-hop music and he's this like really great uh almost like starry-eyed kid that I, I, I don't know. It, it's it's too similar to Spider-Verse in that it played up his inexperience too much, and it also tried to... I think it even used some of the same music from Spider-Verse, so then you're drawing exact con- uh, comparisons. Yeah, basically. Um, Jeez. But I don't know was this involved. I think Spider-Man, in general, will be better off if all of the different properties start trying to separate themselves from each other a little bit better than they already are anyway yeah i mean that's an interesting one we'll just see i mean dr strange is supposedly going to be in it too like we'll just let marvel do their thing and people are still going to go and see it you know where are you at with marvel movies at this point i think i'm caught up i saw what do you mean like is that what you were asking your your appetite for them oh uh, I'm pretty full. I'm not. I had no intention of seeing Black Widow like day of or in theaters. Like wait till it came to Disney Plus probably for free. Um, then like I'm not following Marvel news closely or anything like that. Um, so I don't really know what their lineups supposed to be coming up. But you know, I think COVID was a great break for Marvel. Honestly, I agree. I'm. I've kind of gotten to the point of like. I do wish that just different movies would be made. Um, yeah. Like, I'm still going to watch all of these, but I am I had excitement throughout all of, like, the Infinity War saga and everything. But that excitement is basically gone, except for Spider-Man, because I'm just a big Spider-Man fan. Right. Um, but I, I kind of agree with the, with the whole, like, they're just amusement park rides uh, yeah, they, they don't separate spectacles. themselves at all. They're spectacles. I don't think Marvel would ever try to make a Joker style movie like an arty kind of Marvel gritty Marvel movie. Although they should with Daredevil, but they're not gonna. Um, they have a formula. They're sticking to it. They get people in the door. That's what they want. That's that's the Marvel way. Um, I don't really know what like their next big bad is or like I said any of the details like that but if they have a whole lineup of movies something like 20 or something like that I I read maybe it was like 10 um good for them I'm I'll watch them like you said but I'm not my excitement is over I'm not running for seconds you know I, what I mean I would love for a cultural reset on Marvel movies being the only movies and The Office being the only TV show that exists yeah, they really, you're right. Marvel movies really were the only movies for a while. They really rammed so many down our throats in such a short period of time. And have The you, Office. Yeah, have you ever tweet. seen The Office? Yeah, yeah. We saw your tweet. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Yeah, well, The Office is coming off Netflix, so the references will drop. Did you know that uh, there's a character in it, Kevin, and he yeah. he spilled chili at one yep. point? Yes. And Jim and Pam. Who are that? The love interest of the entire show. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, the 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 entertainment scene lately. Even though I'm, I'm always pretty checked into it. Checked not, in. Nothing exciting 
to me lately, except for Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit was good. Did you watch that? Oh, no, I didn't watch that. You said that's good. What about The Mandalorian? Season two. Oh, oh I've, I've only seen one episode so far. Oh, I'm I'm like, I got to be halfway through it. Um, or more. Yeah, I've heard good things about The Mandalorian. Yeah, I, super entertaining. I like it quite a bit. I'm a little worried uh, Disney just had that investor call where they announced like five new Star Wars TV series. I'm worried that they're all going to be like The Mandalorian. Wait, the ones that, with the trailers dropped for all of them? I don't know if trailers dropped. I, I didn't saw, look that much into it. I saw a trailer for Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is a continuation of the Clone Wars animated series. I saw Star Wars and... And a war, and a war. A trailer for that, which is the dude from Rogue One, has is like his own movie before the events of Rogue One. I also saw there's going to be an Ashoka series. Um, What's that? Ashoka, I believe oh, she's oh. shown up in Mandalorian. If yes. I'm not mistaken, yes. I don't. I don't know her yes. role in it, but she's yes. also Clone Wars. Just watch that episode. I think, yeah, yeah, um, and there's another one that has like a like Rangers of the Republic or something like that, like so, something our friend Mike would name it. That's probably the one I was talking about, the Bad Batch, because they were like Ranger type soldiers, and, but it was animated. So I don't. Know. I think this is live action. Whatever I'm talking about, they don't have a lot of hits in terms of Star Wars movies, so. This is a kind of throw everything at the wall and see what sticks attempt here. And the Mandalorian stuck, so they're going to pursue that because Solo didn't do well. Rogue One outshone, I would argue, two of the three new mainline trilogy movies. So, now, okay, which, which two do you think that is? The later two. The first, not the first one, but the first one was just the bad, new hope. Bad take. That's not a bad take. No, no. Last Jedi was the only original one within the bunch. I, I'm a huge Last Jedi guy. I think we even had back on the YouTube show. Why did this. they? Why did they spend the entire final movie undoing everything in the middle movie? Because fucking crybabies online. That's why. Yeah, it, it's it like, got pretty bad. These just like trolls on reddit somehow got them like to reddit. just like I, d- I don't mind reddit but if you find yourself in a bad spot on reddit you you don't want i've be been in a bad spot on reddit i told you about this last night with therapy gecko shout out my boy live oh uh, therapy gecko <laughs> I, I i meant to ask you about that um uh, has he been helping you out at all i don't know he streamed last night i didn't watch him for those who don't know there's a live stream on reddit called therapy gecko it's this gecko that like just takes live calls that's his whole show and he's kind of like has a different background every time i don't know and i was on it one time very unprepared and uh didn't go well so but it's still entertaining i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out who this guy is without actually watching it um what like you want to watch it what do you like about the show though like what does he do or what what does it do the gecko the gecko, he, uh, Lyle, he just sits in his chair and he, it kind of just, you can see him. He's on Twitch or he's on like the Reddit, it's called the U Show, which is the subreddit for live streaming. And he will have a number on the screen and just be like, 
call in and sometimes they'll have like an overarching question. It'll be like, what's your deal? Or like, what's the craziest thing you've done? Or like something like that. Um, and then you can comment just like an Instagram live. So there's a lot of commenters and he'll like be talking to them. Be like, all right, we're going to take a call now. Takes a call and he'll just chat with somebody, whatever they need to say. It's like giving people a soapbox, but in a way it's his own soapbox. And he makes it clear that he is not going to solve your problems. He can advise and he can use the chat to advise or sometimes he just takes very neutral stances he makes it clear he's not a real therapist and he shouldn't be but is he a real gecko he is a real gecko um it's an entertaining show though just because people will call in and just say some pretty gnarly stuff that's all i gotta say but check it out speaking of entertaining shows uh, do you do you want to move on from this movie topic yeah, like it. Um, yeah, movie, movie theater's not in a good spot. Let's leave it at that. No. Nah. Yeah. Um, you guys talked last week about Euphoria. Yeah. Dude, that new special episode was Yeah, I didn't really get to talk about else. it with John because he hadn't seen it, but we can talk on it a little bit. The um, Here's the thing. I like Ali as a character. I really do. Great. I think he's one of the best, especially after this special. But... That conversation wouldn't go like that in real life. But it's a, that's okay because it's a drama and I get it. And it was a good episode. I just wish – I don't know. I It's really hard to pull off a straight hour of like a booth conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think they pulled it off about as well as you can. Pretty much. Because they, they, gave, they gave a good break when they had Ali go out and talk to his family. If they didn't have that in there, I think it would have – been like one continuous people would have been bored but that was good they broke it up um with like memories and like him walking out um but the conversation was really good and well kind of it's funny because i'm reading this book about addiction right now um and some of the things he was saying i I don't know if it was good sponsor advice like i think they kind of didn't like and again it's a drama so they need to make the character and dialogue fit i get that but i don't know i don't know it's it's almost like not mainline like what what's actually out there not that it was bad advice but i liked how he got kind of deep with rue and he knew kind of how to cut through her bs and he always knows when she's high because you know he's elite yeah um i don't know nothing jumped out to me as like I feel that that is ethically wrong. Um, no. But in general, I could see it going that way because the way the Ali character is set up is that he he's seemingly the type of guy that you can't have an average conversation with. He's always, like, digging deeper. Yeah. Um, and Rue is someone who is, like, kind of resistant to that, but she likes <laughs> him, so it was kind of like a whole the first like half hour was basically him just like breaking her down. Yeah, that's and then true. Finally getting through. That's true. And people were upset back in the end of season one with Jules leaving Rue and painting her as an enemy. So Sam Levinson said that the Rue episode, which is up and coming is going to be, 
he said that he it's supposed to be in a way where you see how hard it is to be with some somebody who has a substance addiction because he said that he didn't really want people to walk away with the idea that Rue's a bad character or like the final, you know, antagonist for some reason. He said that's not the goal at all. So they also I think needed to have a really chill Rue episode if we're going to see kind of like a very probably not in one spot, you know. Uh, Jules episode. Yeah. Um, Sam Levinson, it sounds like you've done some research into the show. If you didn't know, he himself was an addict, I believe. Really? Um, yeah, okay. like a pretty major one to the extent that he like bases some of the show on this. And he's also, I believe, the son of Barry Levinson. Is that his name? Barry sounds right to me. Uh, he's a famous director as well directed a movie called heaven can wait oh oh the more you know i didn't know that yeah um yeah though i like the conversation i like i like euphoria i'm I'm not you know hbo really doesn't miss and i was saying that or i was just thinking the other day i don't know if you've seen it there's a trailer for this show called 30 coins that's coming out and the plot the plot line of the show is that these people are trying to get all 30 pieces of silver um that judas had like was given by the romans and apparently if you do it's like some like crazy like catholic weapon somehow or something like that and the show's a foreign show but it looks so good i think i'm gonna watch it um it's like a spanish show i Um, i love hbo i believe I can't remember the name of the show or who even like the title guy is, but there's a new Nathan Fielder produced oh. show of Nathan for oh. you. Um, How to with John Wilson. Yes. I really oh, want to yeah. watch that. I've heard really good things. I've heard good things as well. And I saw like these featurettes for them. So I, that is definitely something I want to watch. We should, we should watch that. We should go into our tries and our saltiest. That's what we should do. Which do you want to do first? Um, let me hear your saltiest first because I don't necessarily have. Oh yeah, I, I do have kind of have saltiest, but go on. My saltiest, uh, going back to the gaming realm, is basically just everything surrounding the game Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. twenty seventy seven. Okay. Um. I'm mainly going to say that the salty ones are like the alt-right dickheads online who have made it their goal to basically show that they only care about a game reviewer's opinion if they're a man. Um, There was a reporter who revealed that there were epilepsy triggers within the game and there was no warning. Um they then took it upon themselves to send this woman epilepsy triggers themselves. Oh my gosh. Yeah, these are just horrible people who think this game that clearly has problems. Like, uh, I'm supposed to, or I'm hoping to get this game for Christmas, and I'm going to get it on my base PS4. No, I heard that's not the way to go. I heard that's not the way to go either, but I'm hoping that they fix it at least somewhat by then. Um They've already recouped their money. Yeah, I know, I know. And I'm also hoping to be able to get one of the newer consoles soon enough, but that's pretty much impossible. Yeah, that's pretty much impossible right now. Um, People are mad. They rushed the game. They pushed it back a bunch, delay, delay. They should have not, I don't know. 
I would have rather just waited, man, for the game to be finished. Yeah, but people had to pressure them, and it was just dumb. They did delay it like four times, though. Yeah. And at, at some point, it's on them of like, how about you just don't give a release date? Yeah, they yeah because I mean I get it like no one kind of could have predicted this year, but still like the first the second time they wanted to push it back, they should have just taken away their date that they had planned and just not set a new one that's what they should have done they should have been like but this is number two we just can't promise a date right now um i haven't played the game myself my roommate has he's playing it on an xbox one x the new new series x don't don't mix it up here series x here a, a real real quick kind of a me being salty for a while there I thought that the Xbox naming conventions were fine. Like, objectively not good, but they were at least understandable. Now they're completely not understandable. Yeah, they're. I don't know why they went from, like, 360 to 1, okay, but it should have just been, like, 2, right? It, it should have been Xbox 2 um, instead of the 360 to be Or, like, with, the I Xbox think. Duo. Do you know why? It was the Xbox 360. No. Because if they did Xbox 2, PS3 sounds better than Xbox 2. So they had to find a way to get a 3 in there. And 360 was it. Yep. And then I do not know why they went with the Xbox One. The whole thing was like, oh, all in one system, but that's just a dumb name. They could have. They should have just done Xbox like just a reboot just xbox and then they could have done xbox 2 or they could have done xbox duo so they could have gotten more creative man they're not creative i, th- I think this one should have been xbox 2020 just uh, put oh. it to the year and then honestly that would wouldn't be a bad idea although people have a bad association with 2020 yeah but you wouldn't have been able to predict that when no when you're making it um and at least it would just let people know like this is the system from the year 2020 yeah that's true that's true and the ps just has the nice ring to it ps5 ps4 you could put any number after ps it sound fine yeah do you have the saltiest um yeah it was just gonna be me um but we talk about cars a lot on this show um i'm not a car guy Every month, you don't. This is just this is just blue collar complaint. Every every not every month, every December, I swear to you, for the rest of my life, I could have just bought the car off the lot. Every December, something will happen to my car where I will need to spend exuberant amount of cash to repair it. Not exuberant, but like just like a repair that's unnecessary. I inspected my car in November, passed fine, and then this past week, it wouldn't start, and I was like, battery, something happened, my phone connector like the bluetooth thing might have drawn power from it i don't know uh jumped it drove it for a while to try to charge the battery a little bit which i read is like only 50 50 of actually working and it turns out that it was my alternator that was bad so i had to get that swapped and like the inspection never brought that up i asked my mechanic to look at the alternator like a few months before november he said it looked fine just not a not a good day not a good time. I'm salty. I'm salty at the cost of fixing cars in the city, in anywhere. I don't know how John has been doing it lately. Just constantly switching cars. 
because he that is a nightmare scenario to me. He buys and regrets. Buys truck. Not regret, but he buys truck. He's like, oh, I don't need it. Sells. Gets luxury car because he's like, I want to put my stomach in my back. And uh, sells because for a lot of reasons. Um, now he's got, though, the smart move, the 2005 Toyota Camry. Is that the smart move, though? Or maybe it's like a Toyota something. I believe it's a Camry. Um, uh, stick no, shift. maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I've talked to him about it before. And, uh, I mean, I guess good for him, but the constant yeah. buying, selling, especially no, if something he's gonna, as big as cars, like, I don't he, even know how you handle that financially. He's a business owner, so he's more well-equipped for that, but... <laughs> not with covid and shutting his, him down but uh, no i i more mean the process of like when you make when you buy and sell at that level of price like i yeah i'm constantly worried that i'm gonna commit white collar crime <laughs> why you're not in a position to commit any white collar crimes no like i've i've sold stuff online but it's like oh, at what point does this become like business worthy of like you have to claim it on your taxes pretty much oh you have to make a certain amount it's it's in the tax code it is somewhere like that yeah because i remember when i was selling cvl shirts uh through square so because people could buy them online i wouldn't have to pay taxes on any of it unless i sold x dollars worth of product it was i can't even remember um and i didn't not by a long shot Okay, because I I had a stint there. I still technically am. I just haven't been as actively on it where I was part of the whole, like, sports card and Pokemon card uh, frenzy here. And I was selling stuff on eBay. Made made an okay amount. I definitely spent a lot more than I actually sold. But (laughs) what I sold, I sold at a profit at least. Um, And I was never sure, like, at what point do I have to be worried about, like, filing paperwork for this? Did you do research on the value of what you had? Yeah. Um, but there are times that you get a little egotistical or you get a little excited by a listing that you assume is lower than what the market value would be. And then yeah. you find out that, like, oh, it's a ship brand or, oh, there uh, this card is completely off center and I didn't even know that the centering mattered. Um, or that cards could have different centering in the first place. These are yeah. technically beginner mistakes, but you make enough of them early on. Yeah, uh, this actually rolls perfectly into my community tries if we want to do our recommendations because my community tries was going to be actually like Facebook Marketplace because you could sell anything on Facebook Marketplace within a day. There are so many people on Facebook and so many people on Facebook Marketplace. I I don't use my Facebook for anything. I log in to go on to Facebook Marketplace. To I have find also things. done that. And I can sell. I sold this whole fish tank that I had at at my last house for or two houses ago for like instantly within like six hours of putting it on there. And my dad sold my mom's old van on there for like what he was looking for within like. 17 minutes of of it being posted like something ridiculous i bought a pretty nice love seat just like slight tearing um for like 80 bucks yeah and i bought uh 
Well, why don't you use Facebook Marketplace? Well, actually, I kind of did. It was posted on that and somewhere else. But um, I bought a stationary bike um, for my house How's that? on Facebook Marketplace. It's fine. It's a really compact bike, uh, which I like. It can fold up, which is nice. It has a monitor, though, a pulse monitor, and a, all, everything you would need stats-wise. So it's good. I can bike and you know feel that I'm getting cardio. I uh, I've not had that feeling in quite a while yeah that seems to be a common theme with all my friends i'm worried about you guys joe rogan says exercise and vitamin d stave off the corona well i mean if if joe rogan says it, it has to be yeah, true it has to be true um, um I, I find myself i i'm a semi-frequent listener of the show these days yeah semi-frequent just whenever um, there's a good guest on no 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 i'm 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 talking past assault Oh. Semi, a semi-frequent listener of Pass Assault. I try and catch most of them, but sometimes I get behind. And I often find myself, whenever Joe Rogan gets brought up, I'm, I'm yelling at my phone. Yeah, we do bring him up quite a bit. It's only because he's gotten really good at, cap- at having a guest on that is aligned with what's going on current events wise um he's gotten like ridiculously good at it so like I'll, it'll be more interesting and i know the ones that john will watch and i'll watch but uh yeah i don't know i'm not a rogue knight but i i only just i just like looking at certain guests he has on i've seen him i've seen clips of him talking about it somewhat like talking with Chappelle, but i couldn't quite get his vibe do you know where he stands on the vaccine stuff no, I don't know. I haven't listened to enough of his recent episodes. Um, I don't know. Where do you stand? Oh, I mean, is that I'd... your tries? The vaccine? <laughs> Try it. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I I had a lot of different things I was debating. Uh, first and foremost, being the new Taylor Swift. Oh. But um, but yeah, actually, that's a unique perspective because me nor John would be talking about that. So yeah, no, I'm a unapologetic fan of pop in general but yeah pop's the, the top genre these last two these last two taylor swift albums you wouldn't classify it as pop but because of her previous stuff i've been all in and folklore i mean it's my album of the year by far this new one not quite as good but still strong and you think folklore is the best album of 2020 yes i do um i think it is a very tight project you I guess you could critique it for being one note because it is all like lower key, sadder music. But I, I think it's an album without a skippable song. Um, really? Maybe I should give Taylor Swift another try. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the assignment I'm giving you here on Community oh. Tries. Do you this still call true. it Community Tries or do you just say Tries? No, no, we say, well, Community Tries is the full name. I like that that phrase. I'm proud of that. You should be. Of that. Um, but yeah, also, the, try the vaccine. All this nonsense of, whoa, we don't know what's in it. It's like, you've never known what's in any vaccine Anything. your whole life. And, you don't even know what's in Coca-Cola. And why do you think you're important enough to be tracked? Not only that, but they're already doing it. Like, they already got it. Like, they don't need any more. They have all everything they need. Facebook has everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like why do they need a chip in you, too? They're, your phone is on your hip 24-7. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and, mean, uh, I just and people like us, we naturally put all of our stuff online anyway. Yeah, I know so, it's not like like we don't have anything to hide, and people who think they do usually don't. 
they have the invasive phone that if they really needed to dig for something, they could get it. But yeah. most of us are just doing it for them anyway. I have a TikTok account. Oh, I don't. I can't go that far. Yeah. I mean, uh, God knows what China would do with your stuff. It's n- oh, it's not just China. It's 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 complicated. TikTok's TikTok's an outlier in this conversation, and I don't want to get into it. Delete your TikTok. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I think we can wrap it up. I have one last thing. One last. What do you try. got? Um, if for some reason this was the first episode of uh of the show you listen to, the one you should go back and listen to. It's the one I don't have the full title, but I believe addiction is in the title. And I don't, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know if John would be mad for me drawing attention to it. Fantastic episode, guys. What? Uh, we don't get live on air reviews. I like this. What do you What do you like about that episode? I mean, I don't even remember how it got to the topic, but the personal story of John within the addiction umbrella there was just uh, it was good content it was I mean, good content he didn't even know he was going to uh speak on it and he told me specifically not to put any indicators that that topic was specific to him in the title so that you know people would skip over it like it was called covid kanye it. and addiction 51 51 that was a good one you know 50 and 51 um, and I would argue 52 were probably have been on our swing, and now John's leaving me in the dust to go to North Carolina. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this going a little longer here. Uh, you know, I I gotta bask in the glory of be, being back. I feel like I'm home right now. Well, you are home. You're sitting at home. I'm watching you through Zoom. An- another app that you forced me to download. Are you working for the Chinese government? No, it's just the video app that I have on my computer. But um. The last episode I was on, the yeah. fun episode. Do you remember that one? What was that, 25? Uh, no, it might have been 7 or 8. Okay, 7 or 8. The fun episode where we went through the Twitter fun section yeah, and looked at all the headlines on there. Horrible. I had one friend while doing this podcast that I, I'm pretty confident in saying that he was our biggest fan. Because we didn't have a very big fan base, and he listened to everyone, and he gave me his his opinion on it. If I'm and after, person? yes, you have Joe. Okay. Oh, after that episode, he told me I got halfway through. That was the worst podcast I've ever heard. You live and you live and learn, baby. You know this podcast game is is it so is what I, it is. I I don't blame you for booting me from the show. Just. Yeah, the uh, a whole coup against me. Well, it wasn't a coup. There was no boot. It was just a mutually agreed decision between two consenting adults. Sure. And you know, you have podcast of veto. I do have podcast of veto. I, I'm not someone that uh, has an easy thing to like say. Oh, this is what I do because I've been talking about gaming. That I mean, that's a reality TV show podcast that I do. Yeah, but it's podcast the veto. Yeah, and it's speaking about Big Brother. Last season of Big Brother, horrible. But they, podcast veto was pretty good. Weren't they told about COVID like while they were there? No, no, it it was all set up during COVID time. Oh. So, 
unfortunately, that kind of ruined the season in that uh, they weren't able to do many exciting things because of it. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not really a Big Brother watcher, but I get the appeal. Um, I don't. The only reality show that I watch is British, British Bake Off. And that's about it. So, um, I gave. I've given a lot of different ones chances. I watched like half of Love Is Blind. That was fine. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, that was the Netflix one that was either beginning of this year or beginning of quarantine, where they had like a lot of Twitter buzz. Yeah, a lot of Twitter buzz. It I was, think I do remember these this. people basically agreed to get engaged after before they even saw each other, but they were able That's... to like talk through a wall pretty much. Why? Why not see each other? I don't get it. Because the show put restrictions on them. So what's the prize? Um, I don't think there was a prize. I think the prize would be considered love, if you believe in that. I uh, there's a subsection of Netflix that uh, I'm not sure they're going in the right direction. Honestly, they also had that too hot to handle show. I did not give that a chance. That was, uh, I do know the scenario for that one. All these hot people on a beach. The The key thing, though, is that they can't bang each other. Not allowed. So, so if they do their vote, they're done? That's what it, gets there, them eliminated? There was some sort of penalty. And I think it would be a penalty that affected everyone. So then everyone would know, like, oh, this person got too horny. How would the – what if they could hide it from the cameras? I don't understand this. Well, it's it's an environment that's created to have cameras everywhere. And these – I guess these are people that that don't necessarily care about that. Is, are they getting a second season? Probably. I think it was pretty popular. Oh, good. That's good. That's and, an episode everybody I, should listen to is the Temptation Island one. Oh, that was a good one as well. Yeah. That, that was a, a very unexpected one. That was one of our classics. I'm hoping to have guests on more. I got a couple people asking me to come on, plus all of FMP. So well, I'm I'm helping you here with uh you need your your sea legs in remote. This is gonna production. this is gonna turn the temperature up in John's head for sure. You being here. When I release this, he he's gonna turn to a steamed steamed vegetable. Hot. Yeah, I mean me and John hate each other. So it's not, I don't even know if it's that, No, but no, it's just I don't, him. I don't hate him. He might hate me. me. I don't know. Me but. doing this. John has this thing. John has money to spend. He's got a great life set up for himself right now in his age. But for some reason, that's not enough. John has this thing where he needs information on me. He, so the fact that he's away this weekend when we're recording this and I'll release this and he would not have known, I would not have told him is going to burn him. It's going to burn him to a crisp. You know, I really like the the politics involved here. And you would think good podcast hosts probably they communicate with each other. It's like a relationship, but no, no, you, you got. Well, me and John are better with animosity between us when we, but right before we record, because we can't really be shouting at each other on recording. So we have to get out that energy in a, in a conversational manner, and it works. It works for us, I think. Um. But sometimes, you know, I'm not going to shy away. Sometimes I've pulled things off these casts, muted other things, you know. Sometimes I gotta, you got to clean it up. <laughs> well, I think 
John, re- I reluctantly admit he's been a good addition in in my absence. Yeah, you know, this doesn't have to be an, a long-term absence. You can go back on anytime you want. Your seat's oh, always Oh, really? I, c- I can just invite myself on? You'd be fine with that? Well, if you gave me a heads up. Although, I, I actually did that for episode 50, but I wasn't able to. Yeah, I, I, man, I got no one was good... able to, though. That was okay. That dream died real fast. COVID really killed that dream. That's okay. I got quite a good laugh when I listened to 49 and thus realized that 50 was the next episode, and I just texted you like, you don't even need to ask me. <laughs> I'll just be on the show. Yeah, but you couldn't because you were in Acadia, right? Yeah, that was good. Acadia yeah. National Park. Community tries. Go there. Number two. Community tries number two. I number mean, five, I can, really. I can keep going. Um, Owen, Owen, Owen knows what everybody should do. If everybody just listened to Owen, everything would be fine. Um, if you're looking for a good interview podcast, uh, you could try either Armchair Expert or the Tim Ferriss Show. I recommend both of them. Tim Ferriss Show is good. He, did you watch his Netflix thing? No, I didn't know he had a Netflix thing. Uh, I think it's called Thank You for Leaving with Tim Ferriss. It's a yeah. sketch show. No, sketch no comedy. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what to think of it. I watched the first couple episodes. I'll have to check it out because I had no idea he did something like that. Yeah, they're kind of weird sketches, man. Are we talking about the same person? Probably not. Yeah, because who I'm talking about is not a comedian. Okay. Um, he, I, I think he's mainly famous for being like an author and investor, but he brings people on for basically like whole wide ranging interview show. He just had Jerry Seinfeld on. That was a good oh. episode. Yeah. So another try. You're gonna, you're gonna have plenty of things to try after this episode. Yeah, I think that's good, though. We're good on those tries. We got a lot. I got a lot of content to catch up on. Are, are you sure you don't want a few more? What are you looking at? Do you uh, have a no. list of tries? No, no. Uh, I actually have a second monitor now. That's what you see me looking oh, at. Oh, um, wow. Owen Day Trader over here. Uh, No, it it helps with the workflow, you know? Yo, that's who was salty. salty the, okay, second saltiest, and then we're ending this episode for realties. Dave Portnoy went on an anti-lockdown rant, and then uh, people were salty against it. It got picked up. Obviously, all of his enemies came out of the wet work. They joined hands against him. It never works. Um, but, yeah, I saw that today, and uh, I don't really have an opinion on it. I, I saw his video rant because I was curious, and, like, it's just the same stuff you've been hearing, like let people make their own decisions, let them close their business or not, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, and- Portnoy has – he got into bed with Tucker Carlson and became a heathen like the rest of them. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I don't know. He's, he's turned from curious. Like he piqued my curiosity and then he just got annoying to me. Like my super quick. My main problem with Portnoy is that he's objectively hilarious. He's a very funny guy. He's funny. He's just, yeah. The my main frustration comes from Barstool having this reputation for being like frat boy racist dudes that like don't respect women, <laughs> and then Jesus. his way of combating that is by saying that like the liberals are coming after him on Fox News. So it's like, well, that that's really doing a lot for your brand, Dave. Yeah. Well, he knows his audience more than anything. 
and I'm sure it's gotten him it was the smart financial decision, but uh I I prefer morals personally. Morality. Um great morality. That's a good one to end on. Yeah. Um This has been Pass Assault with one of your normal co hosts, Max Cambria. Joining me was Owen Shannon. Hi. Nice. I like when they say their own name. And uh, you can find us everywhere podcasts are listened to at PTS Podcast underscore 716 on Twitter. Subscribe and rate us. We'll, we're going to try to push more content out to you guys. Owen, have any final plugs or remarks? Uh, you can find me a lot of places, but if you're going to go to one, go to Owen Shannon on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. We'll see you next time.